welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is... One Kiss Means Forever! And guess what? It's Christmas! <laughs> it's Christmas! Oh my gosh, you know what, Hannah? I really am excited about it being Christmas. I've been wanting the, I've been wanting the Christmas movies. I remember sometime in August, I was like, you know what? I really wish it was Christmas. Oh, hey, it's almost October. <laughs> right. And and that's when it starts. That's when yeah. it's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we talk about your favorite made-for-TV romances. Now, right now, it's holiday time. Made for TV romance land, but this is a podcast where we talk about um, magical things that come into our lives because we wish about them and we're not entirely sure how magic works. Um, Uh, No, I don't think the movie knows how magic works either. (laughs) We are kicking off our holiday season um, with uh, a doozy. Um, so we hope you enjoy the choice. Yeah. Before we if we get into it, I just like I had actually seen this movie before this episode aired, but how did this get made does have a episode on this movie. So Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. Um, just so that you all are aware that you can go find that because <laughs> special. <laughs> I mean, I did enjoy their episode on the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. So um well, they, they they noticed some things where I remember listening to it and being like, what? And now I like can't unsee them. So um. <laughs> yeah, great. I'm, I think I've right. seen this movie three times. Yay. <laughs> Which is insane. <laughs> it's not insane. I think. Okay, we'll get into it. Let's start actually right. talking about this yeah, because okay, we have okay. a lot to say. We do have a lot. We're, this is going to be long. I'm sorry. So today we are talking about. Snowmance, <laughs> which yes, you you should just be laughing already. Um, it aired on Ion on November twenty sixth, twenty seventeen, and uh, I think I got this from Ion. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Each year, Sarah builds her snowbow snowman with her best friend, Nick. After another breakup, she begins to wonder if she'll ever find her own true love. A little Christmas magic brings her snowbow to life. That's it. That's all you get. All right. Uh, and it stars Ashley Newbro. It's Newbro. 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 I don't know what her, her new bruff. You, you know who she is, uh, Jesse Hutch and Adam Hertig. Here we are. The movie opens with eleven-year-old Sarah, and she has built a snowman and has named him after her school crush, Dean Papadopoulos. Um, the names in this movie are just make me laugh. Um, anyway, when the real Dean Papadopoulos catches her doing this, she's both heartbroken and embarrassed, but her best friend Nick to the rescue. He'll help her build her perfect man out of snow and thus starts an enduring December tradition where Nick and Sarah build a snowman with the characteristics of Sarah's dream man each year, and they name him Cole. 18 years later, 
Sarah, played by Ashley Newbro, and Nick, played by Adam Hertig, are still best friends, living in their hometown of St. Paul and single, building the snowbow. Sarah is a magazine columnist, and Nick is an aspiring, question mark, cartoonist. Every time Sarah breaks up with someone because there is no spark, Nick draws it. And even though Sarah's just broken up with a guy, she wishes on this year's coal that she be in love by Christmas, a full 13 days away. Oh my gosh. And Nick gazes adoringly at her because surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, This movie is Tropey McTroperson. Oh, so we're all good. Uh, So the following morning, Sarah opens the front door to a man, and that man is played by Jesse Hutch, and he is looking to return the scarf that Snowman Cole has been wearing. Snowman Cole, by the way, is um, uh, has disappeared at this point. They think somebody has knocked him over. Um, but here's this real life Cole in the door. What? Anyway, this man is taking all of Sarah's boxes. When he tells her his name is Cole and asks her out, she almost swoons. Nick is immediately suspicious of this man, too good to be true. Uh, When Cole shows up at the magazine to pick Sarah up for lunch in a horse-drawn carriage, Nick is sure there is something wrong with Cole. Nick has been hired by Sarah's magazine to illustrate the Christmas article, which Sarah is writing. They plan to get together to brainstorm ideas, but Sarah is extra late because she goes on a second date with Cole. Pissed, Nick draws her and Cole in the carriage, depicting Cole as just a general asshole. And he accidentally emails the picture to the editor of the magazine, who loves it. All of a sudden, they are doing an article on the romantic Christmas things to do in St. Paul, and Nick is tagging along on Sarah and Cole's dates. To make things a little less awkward, Sarah's co-worker Isabel is also asked to go on the dates, so Nick won't feel too weird. Isabel instantly picks up that Nick is in love with Sarah, of course, but isn't sure he's got a great chance against Cole, because Cole's a dreamboat. Um, Nick is grumpy about it all and doesn't really participate in the activities. And when they go snow sculpting, Isabel convinces Nick to try as Cole claims to have never done it before. And Nick is an artist. So, but when they're done, Cole has sculpted a perfect angel while Nick's shark is good, but not in the same league. Quite amateurish. Faux show. Cole is playing the perfect boyfriend, but Nick does not like him or think he is good for Sarah. He doesn't know Sarah the way Nick does. When he brings her a snack to work, it's lutefisk, uh, which, according to the internet, generally tastes mildly fishy with a soapy aftertaste and a hint of ammonia on the palate. Because everyone knows I ain't tasting that shit. Um <laughs> Rather than the burrito she would have actually wanted. This makes her sick, shocker, and leads to more tension between Cole and Nick. Because Cole is all about adventure, he thinks Sarah should sell her house, the house she grew up in and that she currently still lives in with her father. Uh, He thinks she should quit her job and travel the world. He even goes so far as to find a buyer. 
um, or someone who's going to help sell his house in any way. Um, but while Sarah does tell him that he's overstepped, she agrees to spend Christmas with, Christmas with him in Paris, even though she's never left St. Paul before. Nick, not wanting to lose her, tries to tell her not to go, but she does not really hear him. The following day, pissed some more, Nick sees Cole in the park talking to a snowman. He confronts him about not being right for Sarah, which prompts a snowball fight that the police have to come and break up. Sarah is furious that her best friend and her boyfriend are fighting. When Nick tells her that they were basically fighting over her and that he's been in love with her since they were 10, she does not have the reaction he wants. She wants the magic of Cole, not the comfort of Nick. Dad sits down with Sarah and tells her that he is Team Nick because real love is not all romance and magic. Real love is your best friend. But Sarah is still planning to head to Paris with Cole until she gets in the car to go to the airport and opens her Christmas gift from Nick. It's their article with all the pictures and shows how deep their relationship really is. So Sarah gets out of the car and runs to Nick, who happens to be running down the block in her direction at that very moment. And so they kiss. And since one kiss means forever, Cole disappears and the snowman reappears on the lawn since he's no longer needed. Like Nanny McPhee. Because Cole was the actual snowman in case that was unclear. <laughs> I love Cole. I love Cole. I love Jesse Hutch in this movie. I think this is so bonkers, bananas. But I love all the stupid little things they put in to make him like human snowman. But why they gave him an actual job? How does this work, Hannah? I don't know. <sighs> okay. I, I really th- – there are parts of this movie I legitimately love. <laughs> I think it's so funny. First of all, Jesse Hutch is in a different movie. Jesse Hutch <laughs> is, like, committed to the bit. Yes. To a point where, like, no one else is, like – in this world with him, but he is having the best time. (laughs) The best time. And I totally agree. Like the weird thing about this is what I kind of like about this movie is that everything else is really super grounded. And then you have this man who is a snowman and, you know, gets overly warm in not warm places and, you know, like all this stuff. (laughs) Like, I mean, there are just so many. I, I the the number of times I wrote down stupid little lines, like, "I just get snow," or "I like buttons." I like buttons was what I wrote down. <laughs> like that that whole that whole scene with him building Hank, Nick killing Hank the snowman, and them beginning into that fight was just probably the best part of this whole movie. <laughs> Of a lot of movies, I think it's just, it was just so cute and enjoyable. But like, I mean, like I don't really understand what happened because, it, in theory, like he, the snowman had been built. So if you if his head falls off, 
he he doesn't need triage. You could just put it back on and like he'd still be fine. Like the, the logic was missing, but he was just like like the fact that he called him a murderer. <laughs> Completely deadpan. Uh, he was so serious. It made me so happy. Uh, but I mean, it like it it does not make any sense because also like based on some of the things he says, I'm pretty sure Cole is the snowman that Sarah builds. Usually with Nick, but not always because sometimes he seemed to have been around before Nick. Yeah, but in theory, he melts every year or, or something, right? Yeah. But that's not death, and it's still the same snowman. And but he knows nothing about her. He's very conf- the logic. I, the magic is confusing. I I took it to be that he was part like angel ghost and part snow particle, which is why he's traveled around all sorts of okay, different yeah. places. So he's like you know some sort of wind god. But now he's a snow like, but gets built as a snowman sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> but he was shaped in Saint Paul. He does say that, which I also thought was very funny. Yes, there are a few choices in this movie that, like, the way he looks at carrots, as like, uh oh, there's noses on my plate, and they expect yep. me to eat them. <laughs> yeah, they like smelled it and just put it right back. Oh like, my no gosh. <laughs> so funny but another part of his creation story is that i don't know about is we know that he's magic because his eyes start to sparkle his Mm -hmm. coal eyes start to sparkle and then a star blinks in the night sky and this is after she makes a wish to her mom her dead mom yeah, that she wants to be in love by Christmas or whatever. Please help me. So I, I'm now I'm sort of wondering: Did, did angel dead mo- angel ghost mom send snow particle coal down to like teach her daughter a lesson? Like I don't know. So you're positing that <laughs> Jesse Hutch is actually Casper. Now I am. Yes. <laughs> and he wants to keep her. <laughs> By taking her to Paris. And there is, it happens so fast, but I think there's like a, a bit of magic lore that if she like falls in love with him by Christmas, that maybe he can be a human forever. Yeah. But it's, it like, it's like a throwaway line that you blink and you miss it. I, yeah. You don't really get his side of the story. <laughs> no. No, it's like it, – and. Because that was something that I didn't really understand was Cole kept saying things like, I just want Sarah to be happy. Which you would think would make him team Nick, really. Yeah. As opposed to really anti-Nick. Like, he really doesn't like Nick. Well, I mean, I don't know because she, like – she wished wished for a guy that looked that w- exactly like him. So I don't right. I don't really know. Like I think he was underlying underlyingly team Nick for sure. But who knows? He maybe doesn't. He has his own best interests. He wanted to go to Paris. Yeah. Well, he. But didn't. now he, he has to watch them be in love from the front from the front yard. <laughs> it's just a snowman. <laughs> oh. Well, 
he'll he'll melt and go off on other adventures. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about um there's a lot of little stuff like I would be creeped out by the way he shows up with a carriage and she drinks oh, yeah. hot chocolate and she's never really met him like that'd be poison. Oh, I mean, yes. The, the I kind of left that out in yeah. the in the like we're just taking this as like this is happening. Mhm. I did have a number of other things that like I find really glaringly problematic in that not in that there's there's like really he's a serial killer kind of way but in a like this doesn't make any sense first being like we see sarah and nick build a number of coals over the years and there are quite a few years where i'm like the mentality of the teenager at this age with this like aesthetic is not a snowman building teenager. <laughs> I wondered about that too. <laughs> like, like they, they just like they wouldn't have done this. Like, it, they would have right. been like, "This is stupid. I'm not doing this." You know, like it just it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and especially like they also talk about how they had this massive blow up breakup in high school. So hypothetically, like they would have dated somewhere either before or after one of these times and he's still helping her build a boyfriend snowman like i i know? just i i don't know if i this is me just like making up what i decided it happened because they do tell you they only dated for a week sure so i decided it was like april fair but there was still like a moment of like come december we dated, yeah. but and Isabel had said that like their breakup was like the stuff of legend at the yeah, high school. I don't really know what how that could have happened. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand because I like their relationship was very confusing to me because they they are best friends and they know each other really well and they hang out all the time. Blah 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 blah. But they seem to only talk about her breakups. He doesn't seem to ever date anyone. No. It sounds like he's been in love with her this whole time, but they are terrible communicators. It's shocking. Um, because, okay, this part really confused me. He catches her kissing Cole and they like, he runs out the door and she follows him. And he says like, I don't remember exactly what the lines are, but he says something a little, like I don't want you to go to Paris with him like he's not right for you and she's like why would you think that and he's like why do you think and they like that's the scene and then like a few scenes later we get him saying I've been in love with you and she's shocked and I want to know what what did she think they were talking about yeah (laughs) like I was like wait didn't she tell didn't doesn't she know this by now like I know, I mean, I thought he told her. <laughs> he like he if the way he kept telling her these things was it was more like a like I feel like that particular moment was a I just want you to be 
I, he said he doesn't want to get her heart broken again. You know, like you're, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want you to see this and we don't know that much about him and blah, 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 blah. And I must've been looking at my phone or something. Cause I do not remember her kissing Jesse Hutch. <laughs> so I did not write that kiss. <laughs> I didn't read it either. Cause it okay. doesn't count. Cause it's not the right one. Correct. Um, but he did, but he had a very, um, good way of spinning without telling her how he felt for like, for a good long while. Um, I wanted yeah. to I wanted yeah, to know about um like kind of speaking of his relationship with her there's a moment where they're working on the article and she says the article is done and they're like sitting there and he's like wow I'm you know like we did this it's really exciting and she goes I'm really happy you were there with me and he kind of leans in like he's going to kiss her and then Cole ends up showing up with the lutefisk and I was like over the course of 20 years and over the course of how many times you've been alone in rooms together, this is the moment you feel like you want to try and kiss her now at work. <laughs> like, at work when she does have a boyfriend. Yeah. Like I, I, it just it felt like a really weird impulse to me. Yeah. At that particular point. Right. Um, it, like, yeah, I don't know. They're just very strange people. Can we talk about the article? Sure. Because I be, be, being strange people being a strange situation. The he gives her a whole iPad for Christmas, by the way, which seems to only have this article on it. Um yeah, queued I up to Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> and but then this the article seems to be pictures of them and not pictures of Cole. And it's called like Snowmance, our Snowmance. But she wrote the article. So do these pictures fit with? I don't know because we don't really get to see the article. We we never get to read it. I don't get yeah. it. Like, I, I, <laughs> And if the publisher allowed that to be, like hypothetically, she's writing an article about Cole. <laughs> and I, I also, I her know. job is bananas. Like, I don't get it. I don't know what her job really is. Like, we know she works for the magazine and she's a columnist. But it's not even like she has a beat or like I I couldn't really figure it all out is like, you know, because she had to pitch an idea, which like, I don't think that's terribly weird. But just like, it seemed like it could have been, you know, it just had to be for the Christmas issue. So if she had been like, pitching a story about like how Christmas trees are grown that could have been fine too and that that's like a drastically different type of article and I they made some mention about how she's the person with like the things to do around St. Paul and because she had when she had first pitched this travel thing and she was like no because you know this is called St. Paul life So it's kind of all about St. Paul and, you know, and you're really good at giving the things that people should be doing around St. Paul because you've never left. Right. Which I found very shocking. I just, and I disagree because sometimes you don't know how great your backyard is until you've seen other backyards. So, you know, like. No, I I found it shocking that she had never left St. Paul. Yeah, that's true. Especially since we are told over and over and over again that her parents met in Paris. Like, the idea that they would be like, and now let's go settle in St. Paul and never leave. <laughs> Fair. That's, that's, that's like, very true. You know, like, if you had told me, like, these were, like, 
childhood sweethearts who grew up here and never left. That's a bit more believable to me. <laughs> and she's a 30-year-old woman who's never taken a vacation. Like, yeah. Right. You know? It's it's weird. I mean, her relationship with her father is odd and a little dependent. Um, yeah. It, there's a lot of weird choices. Also, speaking of weird choices – does Nick live in a bank vault? <laughs> Did you see the door to his apartment? It's so weird. <laughs> okay. I feel like we've seen that door before. <laughs> Probably have. As it looks like some like weird, shabby, chic, industrial like door that like, we're like, like a, either a bank vault or like a walk-in fridge or something. Yeah. <laughs> so weird <laughs> but I, yeah his apartment looks familiar to me and i don't i don't really know why but i'm sure they use a lot of these locations over and over again sure um the other thing i wanted to quickly bring up is um the boss of the magazine and isabel they're from the midwest you know how i know that because they have very thick midwestern accents i would be not surprised if the boss was not from the Midwest because that was the worst Midwestern oh, they're very bad. ever heard. Isabel was a little bit convincing. I would be I would be convinced. Okay. But the 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 chances that all of this cast are Canadian and couldn't just use their own accents <laughs> probably just well, boggles the mind. But well, the, the boss is, is definitely awful. Well, the the fact that just two people were like, we'll do Midwestern accents, and nobody said anything, it just made it – first of all, it was very obvious that, like, they were the ones with accents, and that, I think that made it worse, especially yeah. for Boss Lady. But then it also made it really, like, wait, why don't the other people have accents? Like, if nobody had accents, then I wouldn't have thought about it. Right. It's the fact that they that two people were like, we're gonna do this. And, and but with like Isabel, I felt like I think if it was just Isabel, because she's got this like hunter backwoods sort of, oh, don't you know, kind of what it like I, I buy her having an accent and like because she probably grew up outside of St. Paul. Yeah. You know, and like moved to the city at some point for whatever reason. I, she, no, I think she I think she's got a pretty decent commute because she is smoking her own jerky somewhere. <laughs> like she is he's a character i yeah we'll talk a little bit more about isabel i think (laughs) should we jump into hallmark hallmarks sure oh actually before we do so this is the one question i had when cole turns back into a snowman on the front lawn is that going to cause a freak out because their snowman disappeared and then reappeared because it would totally freak me out. Uh, it would freak me out too. I would all, uh, but then they thought that it was like the neighborhood kids, Dean Papadopoulos Jr., that knocked it over. They could probably just go, oh, Dean Papadopoulos uh, probably made his son rebuild the snowman because Dean Papadopoulos was the one who was interested in, in selling the house for them. Right, right. Um, 
So who knows? I think that they would, they're so oblivious to the extra story that's happening. They'd come up with something yeah, rational. Because also, also Dean Papadopoulos has like a 10 year old and you're like, we know you're 30. <laughs> like, hey, okay. He mm. kind of knocked up some girl in high school. Yeah, you know? he, he probably he seemed did. the type. <laughs> uh, okay. Now we can get it to Hallmark. Hallmark. I, I liked that though. Yeah. Hallmark Hallmarks. Okay. My first one is that we have a Christmassy name because Nick is named Nick. And Cole is named Cole. And Cole is named Cole. Um, we have a very, 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 very close guy friend. We keep saying best friend, best friend, best friend. <laughs> um, forever. Um, I called that best friends, one of wh- whom is in love and one of whom is oblivious. Um, has unrealistic expectations about love and wants a spark I had that too Uh, romanticizing parents quote unquote perfect romance Mm -hmm. Uh, mom is dead but I don't know if that means life is hard but she's dead Um, a Christmas deadline to be in love yeah I just threw this in. Um, someone is a furniture maker. <laughs> Her dad makes furniture, and sometimes so does she. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have a horse-drawn carriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do but a little bit before that. He doesn't say the words, but um, you've got something right here because he helps her get her zit cream off of her face. Yes, he does. And then we have hot cocoa. Hot cocoa. Uh, she literally falls into him. Uh, they went ice skating. Mm-hmm. And while at ice skating, Isabel asks, so how long have you been in love with her? <laughs> um, they make snow angels. Yeah. Uh, we don't see the carnival, but at one point they talk about a winter carnival. And I wanted to point out that it takes place in a park called Holiday Park. Spelled H A L L. Holiday. Holiday. Um, I called I, I, <laughs> the chance at losing his love means that the friend thinks about growing balls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, we had the inverse of buying a house without talking to her first. He tries to sell the house without talking to her. First. <laughs> Very true. Um, uh, There is a snowball fight. Yeah. Um, The last one I wrote down um, is uh, an article brings out their true feelings. Um, I I have something related to that. But first, I wanted to go uh, that there is a a fight that where they use the the line, you're unbelievable. (laughs) Um, but then, uh, nothing has to go to print or anything can just post day of, and no one has to see it. <laughs> it was my <laughs> That's article. true. Um, yeah. Um, at first I was like, shouldn't this already be like going to print? And then I, they were like, it's an online magazine. I'm like, okay, I guess you can prep it the day before Christmas, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, but it, just like all of these, it's sort of like, we know that in real life they don't write christmas articles in december they yeah write them in april (laughs) 
or October at least. October at least, yeah. Pretty Parade? Uh, the only thing I wrote down was that I really liked his cartoons. I thought they were cute. I didn't think they were that funny, but I, I thought his art was, was cute. Yeah. Um, I will say I hated her final blazer that she's wearing, that she was going to go to Paris in it. Um, it's red, but then there's like this weird dark panel in the back, and I like couldn't figure out why. <laughs> I didn't like it. And I didn't like it because he brings that red scarf to her. So I was like, you can't do red on red. And the whole point of the red scarf is that she popped. And Yeah. Yeah. Across the universe. Across the universe. Um, so my only across the universe that I really went into was that we have another boy who's been in love with the girl since they were 10 years old and she didn't notice. Just like. Over the moon in love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we put it together. We're, as, uh, we're good at programming. Oh, once again. Um, my across the universe is not necessarily across like the Hallmark universe, but across television universe. Um, so when they're snow sculpting, um, Nick and Isabel make a shark. And um, uh, Cole calls it a slug. And when they're leaving, he goes, let's just, he said, let's jump the slug. And then Nick is like, it's a shark. I missed that. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny. Because um, that's pretty much what I think this movie is doing, is just jumping the shark. <laughs> yes. 100%. Part of me hopes that Jesse Hutch improv that line. I don't know. But I'd love that if that was the case. Um, did you have any new and noteworthy? Um, the only thing I wrote was that um, uh, we have this couple that known each other forever that did try to date and are still good friends. Um, yeah, I had that too. I was like, nice. well, they, they actually did try to date. Okay. Yeah, that's new. Supporting shout out? Supporting shout out. All right. My supporting sh- – I technically have two, but the real one. Is Isabel. Of course it's Isabel. Yes. I called her the Twyla of this universe. <laughs> Accurate. Because <laughs> she, we meet her and she instantly tells us that she has been hit by lightning and, and been in a forest fire. On the same day. <laughs> <laughs> but she's also like just happy. Yeah. Like, and just like in a good mood. <laughs> She tickled me so much, and what what I think is brilliant about this particular actress is she was uh, she was cartoony and caricature like, but not overly so. Like she was not necessarily in a different movie either, but she was definitely um, the outlier in terms of comedic performance. So I thought it was very skillful how um, animated yet subdued she was for this particular yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, my only other one that I, I just I want to shout out her dad because I felt like her dad was in a a drama. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what, sir? I actually think you might be a good actor. I can't tell about everybody else, but you actually might be. It's a different movie, but <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Hutch was an amazing actor. He's so good. He's so good. He's so funny and hot. So cute. Anyway. Um, kiss meter. Kiss meter. Um, I'm just looking at my notes. Apparently, I did uh, 
do the Coursera kiss. Oh. Um, and I said, eh, five, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> well, then I won't go back on Peacock and uh, no. try and find it you're, again. You're, you're good. <laughs> um, what did you do with the first uh, Nick and Sarah kiss? I kind of just lumped them all together. Sure. <laughs> um, my Nick Sarah kisses, I gave them six. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, mostly going off the, the first one, is that it was passionate, but was also assault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just grabs his face and eats it. Yeah. And I was like, eh, mm. not, not thrilled by it, but. It was a little bit, uh, forceful. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did give it a seven because I felt like the kiss, when they go back in, um, after the first assault part and they go back in, it was actually kind of good, but I did spend most of the time worried that her bag was still in the car. I um, thought that too. <laughs> I was like, he's going to drive off to the airport and she's not going to get her stuff. <laughs> and then they kiss later in front of the Christmas tree and I, it's pretty much the same. It's a pretty good kiss. They're cute, whatever, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, Katie, would you recommend others watch this? I do. I think this is so fun. It's dumb, 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 dumb. But sometimes that's what you want, right? And again, I think this is like my like. I think that we're Jesse Hutch fans on this podcast, and I think <laughs> this is probably one of my favorite roles so far of of him. And he's just having the best time. Um. I'm not a big fan of her. We've I've seen her yeah, in a couple things. Yeah, I don't yeah. love her. Um, uh, it's a shame. But I think this is – it's such a weirdly balanced movie in that it's like bonkers and serious in this way that seems to even itself out. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun though. How about you, Hannah? Um, I, th- I kind of agree. This movie is absolutely bananas and insane and just crazy pants. I would probably suggest an edible and then watching this movie. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> so we have like drinking right... list and our edibles list. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you need to be on board for like there is a man who is being a snowman in this movie. But may or may not know he's a snowman. We're yeah, not entirely not... sure. <laughs> Like it, like the thing is, it's because because the one thing they don't do is make it a like truly, truly clear. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. It boggles <laughs> the mind, and he is playing it very straight. Yeah, like oh, he's, he's playing it very straight. It's amazing. <laughs> Well, that was fun, Hannah. I'm so glad you suggested this. I'm so happy it's kicked off our holiday season. Yeah, holiday season. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Um, so, you know, that Christmas means we go weekly from mm-hmm. now until Christmas. So, uh, we'll be back with you sh- sooner than normal. Um, make sure that you're following us on Twitter, uh, <laughs> and Instagram, <laughs> Facebook threads at one kiss means four ever where the one and the four are numerals. We'll be live tweeting the movies that we can get to and can live mm-hmm. tweet 
And if you would like to um, email us, uh, if you are a snowman, um, or for any reason, uh, you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. That's all spelled out like it is on our logo. Uh, and as always, thank you to Flint Pastors for our interactive music. His stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Um, and if you have a moment, rate and review us. We'd appreciate it. Yes, please. That's what we want for Christmas. Yeah. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.